Hello. Hi. How are you? Welcome to another episode of Calm Before the Score. I am your host, Matt Andrews, along with my co-host, Brian Hyland. Brian, how are you? Good to see you. Yo, Matt, I'm good. Good to see you as well. Um, the, the NFL is the best. The NFL is the best. Uh, it's a 24-7, 365 league. It's exactly what it is. I mean, it's, yeah, in the off season, it's, you could argue, just as entertaining. Um, Some off seasons are more entertaining. Some off seasons are. I mean, when you're fans of certain teams and only get five wins, sometimes the off season is the best part. The off season is the Jets Super Bowl. Is it? Hey, right now, every team's got, we all got the same record. Every team still thinks they, they can win the whole thing this year. That's what I'm saying. But the main – so the first thing that happened was on Tuesday, um, Aaron Rodgers went back to the Packers on a deal that we don't know, even though everybody thinks that we know. Um, so that – whatever his contract well, – We think that, we know because it was it was reported that it was, what, Four for million? 200 and then Rodgers basically came out and said that that's not true. He's going back to the Packers, but they haven't figured out his contract yet. So that's kind of weird. It's a weird saga. He's he's a, he's a weird guy. He is a weird guy. The whole, you know. He's very good at the football. It's very good. At the, like the whole every year threatening retirement. Do you think it's just like a Packers thing? Because Favre was doing the same thing too. I don't. As what do you mean? Favre retired and unretired, then retired again, then then he came back at training camp the one time, and something's not right in the waters of Green Bay with quarterbacks. I mean, they have good ones, and they played good for a long time there, but no, it doesn't end gracefully. I think it's just I don't I don't even know. Well, I think the fact that there's to it's a community ownership honestly might have something to do with it. Like yeah, that's true. It's just <laughs> like as weird as that sounds. Like it probably shouldn't have anything to do with it, but I feel like it might. Um, just knowing facts and knowing how weird they are. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's all. That is weird that they haven't figured that out where that team can just have an owner yet. It's like. I'm like, how do they make decisions? You know, I like there's owners meetings. That's a thing. You know, who, is, who's there for their owners meetings? I'm assuming maybe it's a vote type of deal. Maybe it's like you know, I don't know, person with the the most stocks wins. I I don't I don't know. That's the thing. I I agree. I don't know how they make decisions. I don't know how they decide on. GM, who the coaches like? I feel like there should be more to that. Should we look into it? Should, can the, should the show is part owner of an NFL team? Put that I mean, in the Twitter bio. We can, we can, we can buy the buy the part of the Packers. That's a thing. I know. I think we should do it. I don't know why we haven't. I don't know why we haven't either. All right, let's decide it then. Look at us. Hey. NFL owners, how about that? 
Living the dream. Living the dream. Uh, but the big trade was Russell Wilson. Um, that one caught me a little bit by surprise. I know there was kind of chatter about that, but then team, he wasn't going back or he wasn't being going to be traded. And then, you know, but Russell Wilson had a fourth round pick and they got two first round picks, two second round picks, a fifth round pick, Drew Locke, quarterback, tight end Noah Fant, and D tackle Shelby Harris. That is a lot to get back for one player, but Seattle stinks at drafting. So how much really did they get from this? I mean, they also gave up a ton for Jamal Adams. True. Like, I mean, if you, if you look back at the Jamal Adams trade, like they're basically just trying to recuperate those, those lost picks that they gave up for Jamal Adams. Um, Basically for trading Russ, they got Jamal Adams two twos and those three players. Yeah. Jets, the, the, the Jets kickstarted the, um, the, the re- Seahawks rebuild. Jets, By giving them a good player and taking their picks. Well, he's a good player, but it's just, you know, it shows the, the value of what he does in today's NFL. Like, not a great piece. No. Oxen, his biggest asset is a good blitzer. Yeah. And in today's NFL, like you look at the, the teams with like the top safeties, you know, the Bills, like they have a great safety. Eddie with Bates, like all those guys are eating an elite, like all hawk safety. Right. Adams, I think maybe one interception on his, or maybe two. I think he he's is just, one. he's. Like for what they gave up for him, uh, it it didn't it didn't make sense at the time. I you look now, pick turned into the tenth tenth overall pick in this year's draft, um, and last year that pick turned that pick in some extra turned into Elijah Vera Tucker, who looks to be a solid piece along the offensive line. Yep. So the Jets really did they broke the they broke the Seahawks. They they ended the the Seahawks. How about that, Pete Carroll? Done. I think. Head back to USC. No, they got Cliff Kingsbury now. Um, I think I think this will be Pete's last year. You think? I think they're gonna go three and fourteen this year, four and thirteen somewhere in that area, and Pete's gonna say, "I'm hanging it up." He's he's sneaky old. He's the oldest head coach in the league. Yeah, he's he's sneaky old. He's like seventy eight. Is he older than Belichick? Yeah, he's the That's oldest crazy. head coach in the league. Right. Seventy eight, you'd say? That seems that seems old. Oh, no, nightmare. Yeah, whatever that means. How old is he? I don't know. My, my internet's. But you're looking it up. I'm looking it up. It said my computer's telling me I don't have any internet, even though I'm talking to you over the internet. He's he's 70. 70. Okay. He'll be 71 uh, in September. So you're adding a whole decade onto that guy's life. I thought he was older. I thought he was older than that. Um, 78. That's like placement. <laughs> so old. 78 is so old. Um, 
Yeah, because Belichick just turned 69 and Pete Carroll's just 70. Um, Wait, what did Belichick turn? 69. Nice. Yep. Um, but this – so with Russ going to the Broncos, this AFC West is unbelievable. It's the uh, greatest conglomerate of uh, quarterbacks since the uh, the, the Brady, Mark Sanchez, Ryan Fitzpatrick, AFC East years. <laughs> I thought you were going to say uh, the – I mean, I guess at their peaks would have been, but – the NFC South, like two years ago, and had Breeze and Brady and Matt Ryan, and then Cam Newton, I think, was still in Carolina. I think at the absolute tops, that was your best. But, like, just in terms of playing right now, I mean, it's do you, do you feel bad for the Raiders a little bit? You have to. I mean, you do have to feel bad, but I mean, the Raiders made the playoffs last year and the Chargers didn't. Very true. Derek, Derek Carr had a sneaky good season last year. Like, I know that everyone likes to kind of shit on Derek Carr, but yeah. sneaky good season. I mean, I, I don't think he's great, but I don't know. The Raiders just they, – there's something. They're definitely something. I don't know if, if it's good necessarily. I don't know but, if the Raiders are a good team or not. I never know. I, I can never – Never figure out which way to bet on the Raiders. I can never figure yeah. out. Like, nope. See, we know they're this. good or not. Early in the season, you bet the Raiders. Then from weeks like five to about fifteen, you stay away from them, and then they get hot right at the end, and they just barely squeak into the playoffs, or they barely. Just... Then, then you come back to them. Yeah, that's when you come back. The last couple of weeks, because they're they're going to be pushing for the playoffs, and whether they make it or they don't quite make it, it's, but they're going to be hot the last three weeks, and they're going to start every year like four and one. Or three and oh or something like that and we're gonna think this is the raiders year and then from weeks about six to about 14 they just fall apart and they'll go like you know three and seven those weeks but they'll start at four and one and then they'll finish three and oh or something like that and they end up with a a nine and eight record and an eight record yeah but it is tough to be leaders in that division imagine you have to play six games. Russell yeah. Wills, Patrick Mahomes, and, <laughs> and Yikes. every year. I mean, Mahomes, what he just signed a 10-year contract. Yep. Um, Herbert isn't going anywhere. Nope. And Wilson, I mean, you don't trade for Wilson without at least no, they're gonna, they're gonna give him a five new years. So that's, that's half a decade for the Raiders. They have by far the worst quarterback in the division yep. and they have to go up against three top 10 quarterbacks. They have the worst quarterback. I think they have the worst weapons. Um, I think they have the worst defense. Um, so. I mean, well, I mean, uh, tough look. You, you just think they're, they're the worst team in the division, but like, it's not like they're like they got this. It's working for them. This going for them. Like they're the worst at everything. I don't know if at everything. I mean, they do have something. What do they have? They have Darren Waller, who's the second. They have Darren best Waller, team. Max Crosby, like, is something like 
I, I do think that they have their defense. Just, I, yeah, their defense is something, but I would still rather have any of the other three. I don't. Again, they they made the playoffs last year, and the Chargers didn't. That's because the Chargers head coach is a doofus. Okay, we were also loving that head coach when he was down and that fun stuff. I mean, it's tough to tough to look back in hindsight and be like, "Oh, this guy's a doofus." When although hindsight, I guess the Raiders coach to start last year also a bit of a doofus. <laughs> yep. <laughs> One way to put it. Uh, but that division is going to be fun. What's the over-under, you think, on AFC West games that are in prime time this season? All, all of them. <laughs> Do you think all six of those games between Mahomes, no, Herbert, and Russ? They can't do all six. I bet you they do four. I bet. That's going to be a Thursday nighter, a Monday nighter, and then probably a Sunday nighter. And then one will be like America's Game of the Week, which I guess is kind of like prime time. If I had to guess, it'll be um, Raider Chiefs Chiefs Broncos. Their first yep. matchup is going to be um, prime time. Yep. And then Broncos Chargers prime time. Yep. Yeah, I think probably five. I mean, I just think that they're going to want Chiefs Chargers to be put prime the, time. Like, they're going to want to put the Broncos on prime time. A lot more than they were last year. Oh yeah, for us now, and they're you know, show it off and show everyone look Broncos kind of a popular being on national TV. I could definitely see. I could do. I think yeah, I think they're gonna be good. I, I take Matt uh, the Broncos with. I, I mean, it'll be interesting. It's going to be fun. Um, They're fun. But, I mean, they, they, have a, they have a fun roster. I mean, Devontae yeah. Williams, Patrick, um, Button. Jerry Judy. Obviously. Um, and they'll, be, they'll be an interesting one. It'll be fun. Um, you said Derek Carr is a quarterback. Likes to get shit on a lot. Another quarterback likes to get shit on a lot. Also got traded on Wednesday. Carson Wentz gets sent back to the NFC East to be the quarterback for the Washington Commanders. Um, this yes, you want to talk about a division getting fun? These these Eagles Commanders games are going to be they're going to get nuts. That I'm here for. Oh, team, how do you feel about how do you feel about the move? Um, I mean, I mean, you, you, you like Carson Wentz. Uh, yeah, I thought, I think he's a good player. And I think yeah. you talked about Carr having a sneaky good year last year. Wentz did too. He'd like 27 touchdowns to seven interceptions. Just the only problem is the interceptions were like in his own end zone when he was falling down backwards and he basically gave it to the other team. Where do you, where do you rank Carson Wentz now as in the, in the division as a quarterback? Three. Three? Three. 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 Okay. Non-biased, of course. Non-biased. 
Um, Jalen Hurts, Daniel Jones, I, Carson I, Wentz, Dak Prescott. Non-biased, of course. Non-biased. Um, I, I wonder if he was on the Eagles where you would have him. Non-biased. Non-biased, of course. Um, probably one. Probably. I know Jalen Hurts still at one. Because in my mind, they're both on the team again. Oh, okay. Uh, then it'll be Daniel Jones, and then it'll be Mitch Trubisky once he signs to the Giants, and then it'll be whoever Taylor Heineke probably, and then Dak Prescott. Non-biased, of course. So, I think my first thought when I said the Carson Wentz deal was like, on that's that's crazy. The Eagles got a first rounder for him last year, yep. and he didn't. It's a, it's not like he was the worst quarterback ever. Like, I think he got traded solely based off of that last game against the Jaguars. Yeah. He did. Because if they, if they win that game, there's no way that they trade him this year. He no, goes back. No. There's they, no way. They go to the he, got traded, still there. he got traded solely based off of that last game against the Jaguars. And what do the Colts do for me? Where do they go? They Jimmy don't G. have their first round pick this year. Jimmy J. Jimmy Wow, that, that inspires a ton of confidence. Jimmy G's been to the Super Bowl deal with the 49ers there. He is the uh, he is the most Super Bowl rings out of any active quarterback. Yeah, that, that's great. Just, backup, I'm just backup, saying. Backups, just saying I, I know backups get, backups, get, backups get rings as well. I'm, I, I'm I understand, but he's, he's been there. He's so, done that. He knows what it takes to do it. But, tr- but truly, it, you think Jimmy G, you think, you know what, let's – if, if I think have our all the quarterbacks that the Colts have a realistic chance of getting, I think Jimmy G gives them the best opportunity because Jimmy G's not a keep not going to keep checking out of runs like Carson Wentz was. Jimmy G's going to keep handing that thing off. I think that's what the Colts want: somebody to hand that thing off and not turn the ball over um, in bad situations. And I think that's what they want, and I think that's what they're looking for, and I think that's exactly what Jimmy G does. If the Colts go from Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. To Jimmy G, and James in Garoppolo. the process, in the process, lose first round pick this year. Yep, and whatever else they gave up for for Carson Wentz, and all they get two was threes. two threes. And then so they gave up two threes and a two for Carson Wentz and a second round pick. So like the, that second round pick doesn't really like they just like swapped him, you know. Which I guess helps because they kind of that bumped him up in the draft a little bit, but still. I mean, one they, two, that, was, that, was, that was a that was such a bad trade. That was such a horrible trade by the Colts. They're, and then well, one of those threes, if Wentz plays seventy percent of snaps, one of those threes turns into a second round pick. All people talk about is how Jimmy G stuck. He's 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 a game manager. He he's all these things. Like I understand Carson Wentz. I understand like you know, who he is and the Colts' desire to not have him on the team anymore. But when you trade what you did for him, I feel like you kind of have to just just stick through it and see what happens. Like, I feel like you need to at least give it more than 
more time than they did. So if you're the Colts, you wouldn't have traded them? I would not have. I think they pulled the plug a little bit early. Um, that's fair. I mean, is is Jimmy G – is replacing Carson Wentz with Jimmy G winning you a Super this year? Um, I think trading for Jimmy G gets you a lot closer than you are right now. What? Are you just, are you you just love Jimmy G like I I, I... Sam Jimmy Sam Jimmy Ellinger Sam Ellinger is their quarter is their QB one right now. Trading for Jimmy G gives you a better chance to win right now than it than it, it does than not. I, no, I'm, ta- I'm talking about with Carson Wentz. I I don't know how much better Jimmy G sure, is than Carson Wentz. I'm not sure how much better he is if he's better either. But I think his no, style that, of that's, play that's my point style of play fits better with what the Colts are trying to do. Lose games? Is that is that what they're trying to do? He's not that bad. He's not good. He's not that bad. He's like he's sort of like Alex Smith. That's not good. It's pretty solid. Okay. They the Colts they were one they were one loss away from making the playoffs. I, I understand. So, again, I mean, like, I, don't I understand it. I, I, I'll reiterate. My question is, I don't well, – it's more of a statement. I'll say I don't think Jimmy G or whoever they can bring in is a better alternative than Carson Wentz given the assets that they already gave up for Carson Wentz. So that trade made zero sense, in my opinion. I think that's definitely a fair statement. I definitely think that's – so then, okay, so now you are the Colts. You have traded Carson once. Sam Erlinger is your top quarterback on your – you know, in your room right now. What do you do? Is it Mitch? Is it Marcus Mariota? Is it Teddy Bridgewater? Do you hope – I mean, you're going to – you don't have a draft pick till like mid to early second round. Are you going to hope that like somebody like, you know, doesn't matter falls there or Matt Corral falls there or like what, if you're the Colts, like what is your plan now? Cause Chris Ballard is not an idiot. Like, I think he's a smart guy. I think he understands what he's doing, but you don't make that car. If you don't have something else planned, I think. I, I would agree, but I don't know what what that plan could be. Like, I'm I don't know their their roster. Like, they think that they have someone that they can use as trade bait to trade trade back up into the, the first round. Like, maybe they think that someone can down to late first, and they can use two sec use their second this year and their two thirds to move back up. Like, maybe they think that can fall. I, I just I don't I don't get it at all, and it's I think it was a, I think it was a dumb move. I think it didn't make didn't make much sense for them to to make that move in the like right now when they did, um, and it just it just 
brings back to why trade for Carson Wentz in the first place. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, clearly they thought it was going to go better. They, I think they thought that Frank was the reason he was so good in 2017, and they were hoping that they could get that back. And like I said, he didn't play poorly. It's just the times that he, you know, did play poorly. It was just some of the most hilarious and worst football maybe ever. I mean, some of those interceptions are just – Hilarious. He sprained both ankles on the same play and still threw the ball on that play. Oh, he, he, he's an objectively funny quarterback. I mean, and... having not on the Eagles anymore, watch it. The games are unbelievably exciting. I mean, it's, it's sort of in a Jameis Winston sort of way where every, you just never know what is going to happen on any given play. Now, as an Eagles fan, what what are you going to do if Wentz comes in to Washington and like reverts back to the form he had with the Eagles before he tore his ACL? I don't think it'll happen, but you just what do you do in that situation? As a guy who was pro wanting Wentz to stay and think we could figure it out. There's going to be quite a few. I told you so's as an Naturally. fan. Uh, it's going to suck. Cause now our division's not as easy to win as it normally is. Cause normally like you think of Washington and you think of the giants and every year I'm like, all right, there's, you know, three and one on the season, you know, betwixt those four games. Now, you know, it'll probably still be three and one, but it'll be more challenging three and one. Yeah, you, you got to work work for that three and one. Um, but I mean, it's yeah, the NFL is the best. We're what, second week of March. The NFL hasn't there haven't had a game in a month, and they're still the only thing that's being talked about. Considering baseball is fucking dead, which is a bummer. Yeah, I'm not sure what baseball's baseball's thinking. I mean, it's if baseball doesn't they're play just, this summer, they're never really going to be able to truly recover. I, I was um, I saw someone post something and about uh, Mike Trout. Now, you know, if this season gets canceled, Mike Trout will have had a shortened season under his under his belt and a season where he had calf injury and then now the shortened season yep. potentially and it's like basically just like okay this guy has no prime yeah so now when he ends up being you know 35 home runs short of Barry Bonds all time you know, you know who to blame Rob Manfred and Rob Manfred. owners yeah it's yeah it's Baseball is baseball's so stupid. Like they, they just refuse to stop shooting themselves in the foot. They love just making things worse for themselves. Right. And it it's the reason that you know it's 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 a it's a dying game. That, you know, it's nowhere near as popular as some of the other the other sports. 
Um, yeah, and it's and it seems like like, weird rules and I think it's the owners and like the commissioner that are the reason that it's failing. Like, like the owners are trying to make it difficult to succeed. We think it would be the opposite. The owners are trying to make it see so they can make more money. But it seems like the owners generally do not care about baseball. They, it's frustrating. They don't. They they care about making money. They care about just more money in their pocket, and they don't want to pay their players. I mean, the whole thing with the lockout is the arbitration rules that they don't want to have to pay players. Like it's just you know the owners care about one thing and one thing only, and that's how much money can I bring in from this this team. Um, yeah, it's. I, I don't. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they if they didn't play this year. Yeah, I'm starting to think the same. That's really it stinks. Because I live in a town now that has a minor league baseball team, fucking three miles from my apartment. Three. I live in a. T- uh, I, I I wouldn't say mine's three miles, but I live close to the uh, close to the Reading Phillies, and I was yeah. gonna, you know. But hit up a Reading Phillies game. Check out some of the Phil's prospects. That's insane. Actually, of course. Take notes. Work. You know, fill out the book. Uh, absolutely. The beat that guy in the beat that guy in the stands. I, I mean, I was looking at you know season tickets. I wanted to be you know basically a, a platinum member. That's what I'm saying. I was looking at season ticket packages as well. Were you? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. But the prices weren't announced because they don't know how many games they were gonna have. I feel like um, minor leagues should just say say fuck it and just get, play as normal. Just grip it and rip it. Pretend like this didn't happen. We'll pay what you pay. What we paid you last year. Everyone looked the other way. Yeah. Just we'll figure it out behind the scenes. Just keep just keep playing baseball. Fans need baseball. That makes sense to me. Um, nothing, nothing better than a nice one o'clock game in the middle of the summer. Oh, yeah. especially now you're working from home. You pop it on. I mean, home, it's, you get a it's the most passive. Thursday. It's the most passive sport. It's the yeah. You get a nice like business person special on a Thursday at one o five when you're you know just starting your lunch break or just getting off your lunch break. You turn that Phil's game on when you work from home. That's as good as it gets. Nothing better. Well. I shouldn't say nothing better. I mean, we're, we're about to enter into the time where it's, you know, those early March Madness games. Am I? 11.30. Yeah, it's the best. Where do you fall on the idea of taking a day or two off of work to watch March Madness on Thursday, Friday? Um, assuming most... you're not working from home. Yeah, assuming I'm not working from home, I used to take off um every friday friday was friday was my move as well yeah i used to take off every friday and um yeah because i would and then and then on thursday i mean i would i wouldn't do anything i would just watch from my computer you know, yeah, at you my office a, you have a espn pulled up like in one of the in one of the back oh, I, mean, I mean i mean it was fantastic i mean at my, at my old office like now obviously I, I work from home but at my old office everyone used to um gather around gather around my desk like every they would like 
just like constantly be walking by my desk because they knew I had the games up. I had multiple monitors, so I had you know, multiple games up. Yep. I, uh, on my desk was the, the March Madness desk. Of course. Got to have one of those. You got to, you got to, everybody, every office, every good office has, like, you got, you got a guy, like, you got your March Madness guy, you got, you know, the NFL, you know, the, uh, you know, the office uh, fantasy football league guy takes care of that. You get an office March Madness guy takes care of that. You have an office Super Bowl block pool guy. Are you any of those guys in your? In your office? Uh, we're not allowed to have any of that kind of stuff. They're, oh, fun. Strict, they're strict, fireable, no gambling policies. I, I gambling, it's... That's, that's the argument for, I've tried to make as well. It's, it's, it's Even for March Madness, you're not allowed to fill the March Madness bracket, is it? No. Wow. Even though there's no money involved, it's still considered like wagering or whatever. Wow, I didn't know you worked in fucking communist China. Yeah. It's uh yeah, it's unfortunate, but I tried to even make it like a competitive thing. Like if you did, if you made X number of sales, you like earned a bracket and then if you and they're like, now I'm upset. So I think I'm gonna start running like an underground thing. Smart. Uh bracket comes out on Sunday. Um, we will have bracket picks next week before it starts. Um, we should probably do that earlier in the week. Yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. Monday night, even. What did we do? What did we do last year for the uh, brackets? We did like that tournament challenge thing, but I think it's a yeah. little, I think we're a little too late to do that this year. I kind of, the, the, the March Madness kind of snuck up on me. Dropped the ball. A little bit. Um, but that was fun. Um, but I'll we'll figure something out. We'll, uh, uh if some winners. Figure, figure something out. um, but we'll give some pricks. We'll give some, you know, some dark horses, all the deep runs and stuff. We'll do all that next week, you know, in our March madness extravaganza. Um, yeah. You got anything else before we get out of here? Now, um, oh, but I guess combine. Any anything that's uh, from you at the combine? Uh, Jordan Davis is a freak yeah. of nature. Jordan Davis is a freak of nature. Uh, Malik Willis is going to the Seahawks at nine. Um, you think? And whatever their whatever their pick is, that's that's the guess. Um, they both that's are. Fine. They're both I mean, I... They both throw a really good deep ball. Um, so I think there's a lot of good natural fits there. I, I need as many many quarterbacks taken in the top ten as possible. Yeah, I saw push, push those guys push their skill position and the linemen down to the Jets at um, ten. I saw I saw something. I think it was like a mock draft. It had the Jets get uh, Kayvon Thibodeau and Kyle Hamilton. Uh, I'm down down with Kayvon Thibodeau. He's gonna be sick. No um, Kyle. You say Kyle Hamilton, the safety out of Notre Dame. I'm not as much down with with Kyle. Too slow. Um, 
Oh, I just don't want another safety. I don't want to, I don't want to take a safety top 10. Like, so then who do you, so then who are you, who ideally perfect world, you have picks with five and seven or in 10. Oh, giants at five and seven. Um, ideal, in, 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 my, in my perfect ideally, world, we get, in, in my perfect world, we get, we get Thibodeau and we get Garrett Wilson from Ohio state. Oh, you want a receiver that high? Yes. Okay. Fair enough. I can get down with that. Get the young, get the young guys some help. Yeah, I mean, they they need receivers, so it's not like it's not a position of need. And then if it's not that, then I would go Thibodeau if he's at there for, and I don't know, Ross, offensive lineman at ten, or you know, if you get Evan Neal at four, then you go Jermaine Johnson at ten. It 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 all depends on how the board falls, but. I would say stick to offensive, defensive line with those picks and um, wide receiver or sauce gardener if right. available at 10. I've, I've, so my, without, you know, doing much, you know, tape study pro days and stuff, I think it starts Evan Neal, Aiden Hutchinson, Kayvon Thibodeau. I think that's one, two, three. I, I do too. I do too. Then who's four? Um, if, if, if it breaks that way, it's icky and the, you saying, don't you guys just take like a tackle in like the first, like the first one, the last two years or something. Yeah. You, no, well, we took, took, um, guard, um, Elijah Bear Tucker last year. And then Kai Becton, two, Kai Becton two years ago, but he's, he's a big old fat. So, and he can't get in football shape. So well, you that's why another, we're, he's the guy that's out of Louisville. Yeah. Who was your right tackle? Huge. What would you say? Who was your right tackle last year? Morgan Moses. Oh. Why did I think you guys had like another like young t- right tackle too? Now, George George Fant is our was our left tackle last year cuz Mackay Becton dislocated his kneecap week 1 and right. was too fat to get back into playing shape. And you took Bear Tucker. Huh. I don't know. Yeah, that would make sense then. Yeah, and um, you can play guard or tackle, and but I, I don't know. I I don't see the Jets going Hamilton at F. Some people have said that they go with Hamilton at four, but I don't see Joe Douglas trading Jamal Adams for what he did and then turning around and you know using yeah, a top ten pick on a safety. It just seems counterintuitive. Unless you can use that 10 pick to trade down to like, you know, 15 or something, or not 14. I would, I would love to trade down. It feels like a lot of teams want to trade down, but there's like, there's so much depth in this draft that nobody wants to come up. Yeah. Well, there's, there's so much edge depth, like those, those edge rushers, like some of their workouts, like um, Walker from Georgia. Yeah. What was he? Um, 272 and ran a four five one like that is insane um and then jermaine johnson from florida state obviously the two guys at the top of the draft who look yes we assume is going to be you know thibodeau and hutchinson drafted in the top five both of them although i have been seeing a little bit um about thibodeau falling in the draft i have a little too but i feel like the far as i've seen him fall to is like seven 
I think I'd be shocked if Thibodeau is available at if the Jets passed on him. I'd be shocked. Just based off of Joe Douglas, Robert Sala, the way that they build teams and like how important edge rusher is and how important that four-man pass rush is. Yeah. With a four-man pass rush of Thibodeau, Carl Lawson, um, Williams, and John Franklin Myers is like could be extremely good and make it way easier on the back end and make it so that lack of yeah top top cornerback is that, not as noticeable. The line turns into I think you could say top five in the AFC for sure, if not top three in the AFC. I mean, I'd, I'd be preaching. To- I'd be reaching top two and not number two. <laughs> um, in the league? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's not good. It's not ridiculous. Well, we're an objective podcast. I mean, that's just my objective opinion. Not Non-biased. Non-biased. That's just non-biased. a non-biased opinion. Um, but, um, oh, shit. We didn't talk about the Sixers. James Harden is a they're, they're so good. The Sixers are so good. They're so good. They're so good. They're so good. Oh, and, and they should and they should have beat the Heat on the back end of a of a back to back without James Harden. Uh, Harden, yeah, they should. They they, sh- they they should have beat the Heat in that game. I mean, if Embiid plays anywhere close to like average, then they win that game going away. And if they hit a single open shot in that game, then they're yeah. They're fine. Like it was, that was like the worst shooting performance by the Sixers, and they they clawed around, they hung around, and then they kind of, you know, let it fall fall apart in the end because they're on the back end of a back to back. But I mean, with Harden, that 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 offense is the amount of open shots is insane that everybody gets. But Matisse Matisse Thybul having James Harden, I think, is gonna like. Turn him into, you know, an eighty million dollar man. I mean, James oh, Harden is going to make Matisse Thybulle so much money. Yeah, unfortunately, it's not going to be with the Sixers. No, no, they'll keep him. Not for eighty million, they won't be able to keep him. They're paying Embiid the max and Harden the max, and Max he's going to need close to that. And um, but it's all right. We're trading for Bradley Beal in the in the off season, so we'll be fine. Getting, getting rid of Toby. Yep, Toby for Bradley Toby Beal. Oh, the old signing trade. Toby won Kenobi. Toby won Kenobi. See ya, pal. And imagine if Tobias Harris can like become just like a, a serviceable player. I mean, I think I think Toby's gonna figure out. He's with the amount of open shots that he's getting, and somebody he's missing. Can. He's missing an absurd amount of open shots. It's I can't even be mad. It's for which so is just why like, I'm not worried. I know he's a better basketball player than to miss that many open shots, which I was why I'm not that concerned. Now be fine um but with the uh the lineup of you know maxi harden matisse toby and Embiid, they are five and oh and they've scored over 120 points in all five of those games well like it's it's unbelievable their offense is their offense is like so much better like Embiid is getting like so many easier looks and then also still just like knocking down those you know tough tough to shooting out of a double team. He's like, the amount of more open looks that Embiid is getting, 
the amount of more open looks that Maxi is getting, um, it just opens everything up. And then also, it's not as noticeable when it beads off the floor because right. you still have Harden running the offense, and like usually Maxi's out there with him. And now you have able to roll lob threat with DeAndre Jordan as well. I think that's going to be a big pickup. We talked about that a little bit. I think that's that DeAndre Jordan pickup is going to be fucking big time. Because we don't need him to play that many minutes. Just like, you know, 12 minutes and just, you know, catch, catch two or three lobs, be a good energy guy, you know, kind of wear down the opposing team start and center, you know, and let him rip. I, I think he just needs to get his legs underneath him. Like I think, you know, since he, he hasn't been playing much and he's been kind of, you know, at the back of the rotation now that he's going to be playing the backup center minutes, I think once he gets his conditioning underway, I think he'll be fine. I mean, there was a few – it had a few good plays in the, the game that he recently played yeah. at a – he would offensive rebounds. He missed a lob, like one that he normally hits every time. Yeah, so I think it's gonna be a good pickup. Um, and again, like it's you, you don't want it. You, you don't want him out there for 20 minutes a game. That's no. not what you're asking him to do. Give me 12 minutes. Give me 15 minutes. And hopefully by the four, end of the fourth quarter, B-ball Paul is getting that mop of duty. Yep. And if we do need him, like if Embiid is you know three fouls in the first quarter or something, you need somebody to play a lot of minutes. I think it's where you put in like a Paul, you know, give Paul Millsap a good run. Or you let B-Ball Paul, you know, start the second quarter or something like that. B-Ball Paul gives you some good energy. B-Ball Paul gives you some offensive board, you know, some good energy. Sixers are the best. They're winning the whole thing. This is very exciting. Um, Absolutely winning the whole thing. Sixers in the whole thing, I'm coming down for the Absolutely, I'm. I'm. I'm already planning my. my I'm off. <laughs> um, yeah, six are the best. Um, we appreciate y'all listening, um, and we will be back next week to talk all about March Madness and help you uh, fill out your bracket and win all the money. And as always, if you do win money by following our bracket picks. We just want, I think, fair compensation, what, 14%? I think that's fair if we gave you the picks. I'd say, I'd say, I'd say 55%, just slightly over half right well, into our pocket. We'll work on it. We'll give you a, we'll give you a final answer next week. All right. See you all. Ta-ta.